Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Today's episode of Luke's English Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's top provider of downloadable audiobooks. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke, then all of your dreams will come true. Well, what I mean is that you can sign up to a 30-day free trial, which includes a free download of any audiobook of your choice. And they have loads. They have like over 150,000 titles to choose from. Um, and you know, the, their audiobooks are written by, you know, great writers. They've got bestsellers and they are read out by professional actors. So check out audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke, or just click one of the audible, audible, audible. I mean, just click one of the audible buttons on my website and you can get all the details at teacherluke.co.uk. Now let's get started. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. It's a pleasure to speak to you. I hope that it's a pleasure to be spoken to by me. That was a passive verb structure. Did you notice? Of course you did, because you're listeners to Luke's English Podcast, and you're like uh, English language uh, sort of uh, gurus. Oh, that was a noise from my phone. Uh, better turn that off. Don't want that ringing all the time and distracting us on an episode of Luke's English Podcast. So what was I saying? I said it's a pleasure to 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 talk to you, and I hope that it's a pleasure to be talked to, or it's a pleasure to speak to you. I hope it's a pleasure to be spoken to. Uh, Utilising the passive structure there, um, which is a useful one. If, you, if you're not familiar with that structure, then you can go back uh, to one of the earlier episodes of Luke's English Podcast, in which I dealt with the passive form. Yeah, that's right. So, how's everything going? Everything's all right? Um, I wonder what's going on. Have you eaten lunch? Uh, have you eaten lunch? I, I don't just mean in your whole life, because I imagine that you have eaten lunch at least once in your life. But have you eaten lunch today yet? Uh, I, as as you know, I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this. It could be any time at all. It could be first thing in the morning. You could be rubbing the sleep out of your eyes. You could be even be having a shower while listening to this. You could be brushing your teeth or, you know, cleaning yourself, um, which is obviously a very important thing. You've got to keep yourself clean. Uh, or you could be on your way to work or you could be at work avoiding doing anything and just listening to this instead maybe kind of justifying it to yourself by saying, well, I'm learning English, you know, I'm, it's important, I'm improving my English. So even though I'm not working and doing the things that my boss thinks I'm doing, at least I'm, you know, building my skills, it's going to help, isn't it? You can justify it to yourself in any way that you like. In fact, you don't need to feel guilty or justify yourself. I would say don't bother doing your work. Listen to Luke's English podcast instead. It's a much better idea. Obviously, I don't know what you do. I don't know what kind of work you do, but I'm willing to just say, uh, I'm willing to just suggest that you don't bother doing your work today. Just listen to the podcast. 
even if you work in a nuclear power station or something, don't worry about that. Don't worry about all those red lights that are flashing there, all the danger signals and things. Never mind, ignore them. Listen to Luke's English podcast and said it's much, much more important. Uh, even if you are a fireman and there's a bell ringing, don't worry, just push the headphones deeper into your ears, 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 and turn up the volume on your MP3 player or your phone or whatever. Just drown out the sound of the emergency, which, um, which you can hear, uh, the emergency which uh, requires your immediate attention. Never mind that. Never mind the fact that the factory is burning in in the middle of your town. No, stay in the stay in the fire station and just listen to Luke's English podcast. Um, yes, obviously I'm joking. Of course, of course, I'm, of course I'm joking. Uh, you must uh, you must ma- make sure that uh, everyone around you is safe. Be a good citizen. Do you do do your best? But uh, in the in your free time when you have the opportunity. Listen to Luke's English podcast. Can I also say at this point, can I ask you two things? Okay, can I genuinely, can I ask you two things? One thing, I'd, uh, if you could do me a favour, could you please, 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 please leave me a review on iTunes? If you, if you are an iTunes user, if you've got it on your computer and all that stuff, just go to the iTunes store and find Luke's English podcast. And if you like the podcast, if you think it's good, if you're a, a fan then do me a favour and leave me a review there because I haven't got that many reviews. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got quite a lot, but uh, I think that it would be nice to have more reviews there. And if you fancy helping me out, you know, giving me a favour, then a review on iTunes would be really useful because a lot of people find the podcast through iTunes. And so it's quite, it, it's their, their first impression will be uh, the some of the comments and things they read on iTunes. Um, so it's nice if there are some up-to-date, fairly recent uh, reviews there from people who like the show. Uh, if you don't like the podcast, if you you know if you uh, if you don't like the podcast, why are you listening to it? I suppose um, that's a question you should be asking yourself. Maybe you're listening to this because you're forced to. You've got no choice. Maybe you're like a, a, uh, the son or daughter of of a, a podcast fan and. Uh, they maybe you're driving somewhere on holiday and you're in the back of the car and your mum or dad says, "Okay, we're going to listen to Luke's English podcast now uh, because you need to improve your English." Maybe that's what's happening. And you're sitting in the back of the car and you're like, "Oh God, do we have to? Can't we? Can't we just? Uh, can't we just stop the car? Can't we just stop the holiday?" Uh, no, um, it feels like that sometimes as a teenager. It feels like you're being forced to enjoy yourself. What a terrible scenario that must be. Forced to enjoy yourself. Come on, teenagers. Come on, teenagers. Grow out of it. Okay, it's not that bad. Everything's all right. It's not... Life doesn't... It, life gets better, okay, when you... As a teenager, you can feel like everything's horrible and weird and uncomfortable and awkward uh, and embarrassing and you don't want to be seen with your parents and, ah, no, I don't want to do this. Well, it's all right. Trust me, I've been there. I was a teenager once. It gets much better. Um, You get to a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, everything's all right now. I'm kind of grown up and I know who I am and I'm not too embarrassed by my parents. In fact, I like my parents and I quite like to talk to them. I'm sure they've got lots of interesting things to say. Um, If that's the case, if if you've got to that point in your life where you have started, you've grown out of your adolescence, um, and you've suddenly got a personality and you've got some confidence and you've got some things to say, then I'm sure that your parents would love it if you 
you know, just gave them a call on the phone or Skype or or just went round to visit them and actually had a meaningful conversation in which you talk to them adult to adult. I think that would be a wonderful thing. Um, so anyway, maybe you're sitting in the back of the car as a teenager or a child and you're being forced to listen to Luke's English podcast, And in which case maybe you'd rather be doing something else. Well, I'm sorry, there's not really anything we can do about that. All I, all I can say is, all I can say is actually to, to to give a message to your parents and say they're doing you're you're doing a good job, okay, mum and dad. Just um, I know it's tough. It's it, it's tough bringing children up. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. The kids they don't realise. They don't know. They they've got no idea. They've got no conception of quite how difficult it is because um, they don't know anything else. You know, they've just been brought into the world in, in within this family, and all they see is just the four walls, and they can't see beyond that. They didn't realise that you two, you and your wife or your husband or whatever, uh, that you were like young people once, and that you had your own individual. Uh, uh, independent lives and that in fact that was great you know when you were in your 20s and you didn't have those children to look after and you you, ha- you could just do whatever you want wanted nowadays ever since the children were born obviously they're they're wonderful they're the light of your lives and and uh, you love them more than anything else in the world but sometimes oh sometimes it would be great if they would just if you could just imagine you didn't have kids and then you could just act like uh, young people with no responsibilities. That would be great, wouldn't it? You could just ignore the kids and uh, you wouldn't have to worry about keeping them alive because that's the main thats the main thing for the parents. The parents, you know, the parents are scared. They're, they're, they're stressed out because they've got to make sure that these young people that they're responsible for not only survive, you know, that they can live, that they get food and, and they get cleaned and they get their education, but also that they do well. You know, you don't want to just keep them alive. I mean, that's hard enough as it is, especially when they're little kids. When a, you know, new baby, you, you suddenly you've got a baby. Oh my God, I've got to keep this human alive. And it's really difficult because if I leave this baby alone for any length of time, it'll just, I don't know what would happen to it. It certainly can't look after itself. So that's a scary moment. So children, teenagers, you know, I know you've heard it before, but you know, um, don't take your parents for granted. They love you and they use a lot of their energy on you. So, you know, that's, you should feel grateful. But also parents, I should probably say to you at this point, um, oh, I don't know, what can I say to the parents in in defence of the children? I would, if I'm representing the kids, I would say to the parents, look, just leave them alone, okay? Sometimes the kids, they just want to be left alone. Just give them their independence. Give them some money, okay? Just give them a bit of money and say, go on, there's some money. Now go away and have your own life for for about three hours. And we're not going to ask you what you did, we're not going to. Uh, we're not going to expect you to to be responsible for explaining every single detail. You can go away and spend that money on anything you want, um, as long as it complies with the with the with the within the framework of the law. Uh, go off and have fun, and come back, and we'll see you in in three hours. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was my bit about parents and children. I've no idea where that came from. I think I was saying that um, something along the lines of, uh, yes, leave me a review on iTunes. If you like the podcast, just write a couple of lines explaining 
with some enthusiasm, I hope, why you like the podcast, because that's going to help uh, to attract some new listeners to the podcast, because lots of people find it on iTunes, and they have a quick look, and they go, oh, Luke's English podcast, mm-hmm. and then they're going to look at the reviews, and if they see some comments from you, from people who actually know what Luke's English podcast is really like, then that's going to be uh, really helpful to me. So if you want to return the favour, just write a nice review on, on iTunes. If you don't like the podcast, that's what I was saying, then just shut up, okay? If you don't like the podcast, don't leave your comments. Uh, I know that some of you are now going to go, oh, I'm going to leave a crappy comment because he told me not to, so I'm going to. Well, if you feel evil, if, you, if, you know, if, you, uh, if you've turned to the dark side of the force, then, well, there's not much I can do about that. But uh, you've got to watch out because the force is strong with this one, okay? Um, okay, so leave me a nice review on iTunes. That's the first thing. Uh, oh, God, what was the second thing I was going to ask you to do? What was the second thing? Okay, here's the second thing. Check out a phrasal verb a day. Remember that? It's still going. A phrasal verb a day is still going. And that is my connection to this particular episode of Luke's English Podcast. So um, uh, a lot of uh, this introduction, which I'm about to start reading now, the first 10 minutes, that was just improvised nonsense. But uh, from from this point, a lot of the introduction, you'll be able to read uh, on this page uh uh, on the page for this episode of Luke's English Podcast. This is episode 275. Okay, so the little transcribed introduction goes like this. 100 episodes ago, 100 episodes ago, I recorded the Phrasal Verb Chronicles number one. Remember that? The first episode in the Phrasal Verb Chronicles series? That was 100 episodes ago. The point of that episode was to improvise a made-up story as a way of reviewing the first 50 phrasal verbs from my other podcast, which is called A Phrasal Verb A Day. Incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, I just checked A Phrasal Verb A Day, and it's now on one million listens. So, A Phrasal Verb A Day has arrived, okay? It's now on one million uh, listens. Okay, so um, so uh, 100 episodes ago, ago, I did a phrasal, uh, phrasal verb chronicles number one, which is an improvised uh, uh, vocabulary review of the first 50 phrasal verbs in, in the series. Um, the idea was that I had to just come up with a random story and add in loads of phrasal verbs in the story. Your task was to try and spot the phrasal verbs as I used them while also following the story. So it's time to do it again because I've done over 100 episodes of a phrasal verb a day now. Uh, in fact, as at the time of recording, I've done 107 episodes. So now in this episode, I'm going to attempt to improvise another story using phrasal verbs number 51 to number 100. Okay, let me just um, mention a quick note about a phrasal verb a day. Do you know about this podcast? It's a real thing. There are currently 107 episodes available for you for free, free of charge. You can find all the details of this podcast every single episode and the RSS feed and the iTunes links on teacherluke.co.uk. Just click a phrasal verb a day in the menu of my website. Uh, and, and you can find it on iTunes. And since we're talking about iTunes reviews, I think that, that I, I don't know if there are any reviews of Luke's English. Uh, sorry, I don't know if there are any reviews of a phrasal verb a day on iTunes at the moment. So if you want to give uh, a phrasal verb a day a kick, a bit of a kick, you know, if you want to uh, 
sort of um, give it a boost, then, you know, leave a review for A Phrasal Verb A Day on iTunes as well. Um, and um, there you go. I've had lots of comments. I mean, just a moment ago, I got a comment from Agrek. I don't know where Agrek comes from, but he wrote on the homepage of my website. He said, the Phrasal Verb podcast is one of the most valuable English resources on the net. Uh, my friends and I, we are very happy that you returned to it. Uh, it's very, very important and appreciable for all uh, students of English as a second language. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Greg, and I'm glad that uh, people appreciate it. Um, it. Originally, it was a big project. That I was going to try and do one every day for th- you know 365 days. I found that impossible to achieve. And uh, I've sort of, um, because I went through a very busy period. I didn't have a chance to do phrasal verbs every day and I left it. But I'm coming back to it now. I hope to do um, regular episodes. So it's good that people genuinely appreciate it. Um, So I started it at the beginning of last year and my aim was to record an episode every day. Uh, I managed to keep up that rhythm of one a day for the first few months. But then I found that I couldn't keep doing them every day. So the recording and uploading of um, AppVAD, um, that's what you could call it, a phrasal verb a day, APVAD, the recording and uploading of it has become a bit sporadic, meaning not very regular. It's been quite sporadic, as my daily routine has been very hectic, as usual, but it's still alive and kicking, and I plan to go back to it regularly to upload more episodes. And then eventually the plan is to hit 365 phrasal verb episodes, and then it will be finished. Um, In each episode, I teach you a different phrasal verb. That's that's the, the concept. Um, and I give you explanations and provide loads of examples of the different meanings and other things that you should know. There are also transcripts for all um, almost all of the episodes, just the, the maybe the two or three most recent ones haven't been transcribed yet, but almost every single episode uh, of this podcast has been transcribed. Um, Phrasal verbs are vitally important. They're an extremely important part of fluent and natural sounding English. Um, uh, In fact, the use of phrasal verbs is one of the things that that, uh, marks English out as different from many other languages. Um, And we have loads of phrasal verbs in our our vocabulary, and we use them a lot. And it's almost like the, the, the holy grail of, um, of, of English learning. And if you get a good grip on, you know, all these phrasal verbs, if you start to notice them and you can understand them and you, you can use them as well, then you've made a very large step in towards, you know, much more advanced and fluent English. Um, they're difficult for, for people to deal with because many of these phrasal verbs are idiomatic. You know, the, just looking at the words or hearing the words on their own, it's not clear what they really mean. So you need to study them a bit in order to try and actually decode these things. And that's part of what I do with a phrasal verb a day. Um, so you can use my series as a way to really get a grip on this difficult aspect of English. Um, listening to my short phrasal verb episodes regularly can make a really big difference to your English learning. So if you haven't already done it, I recommend that you check it out today. Teacherluke.co.uk. Then in the menu, just mouse over the title, A Phrasal Verb A Day, in the menu. Click on it and you'll get all of the episodes and all the details. 
Alternatively, you can just Google a phrasal verb a day and you'll find it. You can just go onto the iTunes store and search for a phrasal verb a day. You'll find it there. You can download them all through iTunes. You can download them directly from my website. Um, Whatever's most convenient for you. Um, So it's just like episodes of Luke's English Podcast, basically. All right, then. So back to this episode. It's important to review vocabulary. And I go through, you know, loads of vocab on Luke's English Podcast and a phrasal verb a day. It's very important that you go over language again and again. Um, And we also know that it's very important to get vivid and meaningful connections to words to help you understand them. So hopefully the story that I'm going to tell you in this episode will help that process of reviewing words and sort of creating hopefully some vivid uh, images of words. Uh, uh, You'll get these phrasal verbs within a context. Um, I've already gone through meanings and explanations of all of these phrasal verbs in each phrasal verb episode. And if you want to go back and study them one by one in more detail, then you can. You can just go back to those individual little episodes. And they're short episodes two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, sometimes a bit more. Um, The links to all of them are available on the page for this episode, and you'll see a list of episodes, uh, phrasal verb episodes 51 to 100. You can click on each phrasal verb and listen to that episode. So if you want to study them in, in, in detail, you can. In this episode, let's just focus on you noticing these phrases as they are used in natural speech within the context of a story. Okay, you're going to play a game of vocab hunter. Remember vocab hunter? It's it's really exciting. Okay, Uh, vocab hunter. I hope that makes it all sound more interesting. If you need extra excitement, then you can just imagine that you're shooting the vocab from the sky whenever you hear it. Imagine it's like a clay pigeon shoot. Every time a uh, phrasal verb arrives. You can imagine that a clay pigeon has been shot into the sky and you you can shoot it out of the the sky. Or alternatively, you can imagine that you're hunting in the forest and every time you see a phrasal verb, you shoot it with your rifle. Does that make it more exciting? You can imagine that you're hunting for phrasal verbs, listening carefully. Whenever you notice a phrasal verb being used, you can go, boom, there's a phrasal verb. That's one. Okay, that's another one. And then you can visit the page for this episode and actually check out the list of every single phrasal verb that you hear. Um, uh, So, you know, when you're playing vocab hunter, you can even do a hand gesture as if you're shooting a gun, like pow, every time you hear one. You know, you can obviously watch out if you do that on public transport. Uh, people tend to be a little bit funny about people pretending to shoot imaginary words uh, that only they can see while on a bus surrounded by people. So watch out for that. But on the plus side, you'll probably get an empty seat next to you if you act like a crazy person shooting Im- invisible words with an invisible gun. You would definitely get an empty seat next to you and you get plenty of space to stretch out and really relax while you listen to this episode and play a game of vocab hunter. By the way, if you actually play vocab hunter, let me know in the comments section of this episode. I'd, I'd like to know. I-, I-, I wonder if anyone actually plays that game. It's a bit of a joke concept. But anyway, uh, anyway as I was saying, Um, it's important to get used to noticing language as it is being used in context rather than just being spoon-fed vocabulary bit by bit by a teacher in a slightly mechanical way. It's important to actually, you know, 
listen to English in context and try to notice bits of language. Um, train your brain to decode the the English that you can hear around you. Obviously, most of the time you should be focusing on just understanding the message. Uh, but also you can, you know, look at language um, in a grammatical way or a lexical way and look at the way that sentences are structured and look for uh, these phrasal verbs and things when you hear English being used. You can use this story as a chance to do that. Ultimately, it really helps you to pick up language when you actually hear it being used to serve a communicative purpose. So your challenge in this episode is just to try to follow the story that I'm giving you while noticing 50 phrasal verbs as they are being used. The phrasal verbs will appear in alphabetical order. In fact, there may be more than 50, as I'm sure that other phrasal verbs will just naturally crop up in my speech. In fact, there was one already. Did you notice that? To crop up? To crop up basically means to to just arrive, to, to appear um, not necessarily in a planned way. So if something just appears um, randomly, something crops up. Uh, my challenge is just to try and make this a coherent story while including all the phrasal verbs. I have no idea where my story is going to go, okay? I need to say that at this point. I've got genuinely absolutely no idea uh, where this story is going to go. Um, I all I've got, I've decided my first line is going to be, I was walking down the street. That's my first line. Honestly, I've got no no clue where this is going to go. It's going to be difficult. Um, it's going to be fun, and I hope that you enjoy the story. I'll go through the list of these phrases when I've finished so that you'll know which ones you should have noticed. Remember that the list of these phrases with mini podcast episodes explaining each one is available on the page for this episode. Um, and uh, all of this, all of this free, all of this is just available for you to, for you free. I mean, this is like a whole phrasal verb course, and it's available for you free. Um, if you fancy it, you could send me a donation to express your gratitude. That's just an option. Um, you can find donate buttons on my website. Anyway, let's begin the Phrasal Verb Chronicles, episode two, phrasal verbs number 51 to 100. Okay, I've got to get myself ready, got to get myself in the zone here. Um, okay, I honestly have no idea where this is going to go. Anyway, so I was walking down the street one day, and um, I was walking down the street one day, and I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. Um, you know, it was a bad time in my life. I was going through a bit of a bad patch. Um, I'd, I'd been through a relationship that hadn't really worked out. And, you know, the girl that I that I was with, you know, she was just amazing and, and so sweet and absolutely gorgeous. And she, um, I mean, I was completely in love with her. And, and, and uh, ultimately, she broke my heart. You know, she was just... Um, Oh, how to, I don't know how to describe it. It's just uh, so kind of, just so uh, sexy and um, and so wonderful. And I just worshipped her. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, I thought I was a tough guy. You know, I thought I was a tough guy. I thought, I'm going to, I can handle this, this girl. I can handle her. Um, it's all right. You know, she, obviously she's got the capacity to break any man's heart. This is how amazing she was. Imagine, um, I don't know. Imagine Wonder Woman, but without the armor, just as a normal person. That's what she looked like. She was, uh, you know, she was just a, a great, great girl. Uh, she was funny. She was intelligent. She could be serious at times. 
She she was sexy. She was a great cook. Not that I required that from her, but she she used to cook for me sometimes, even though I you know I believe in women's rights and stuff. And I used to say, look, you don't have to cook for me. And she said, she used to say, no, Luke, don't worry. I'm going to cook for you because frankly, you can't cook. So I don't really have much choice. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, I remember one day noticing her uh, she didn't see me, but I saw her from across the street. I happened to be in a different part of town that day, and I saw her across the street in a cafe with another man. And they, they, she was holding his hand, and they were staring into each other's eyes. And uh, and uh, in that moment, my my heart splintered into tiny fragments. She broke my heart. She she crushed it like an orange. Uh, and she squeezed my heart and then drank the juice that came out of it. So anyway, I was walking down the street trying to get over this problem, just tr- desperately trying to get over the heartbreak. And, you know, I was saying to myself, don't worry, Luke, you're going to get through this. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to get through this. Um, one day, one day you're going to you're gonna get yourself together, okay? You know, and, and every now and then I'd, be, I'd, I'd get, you know, a bit, a bit broken up about it and I'd be like, okay, Come on, Luke, get it together. Get it together. It's going to be fine. Um, just forget about her, okay? Forget about this girl. Um, move on, all right? Because um, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to meet another person. She's going to be right for you. You're going to get together with someone else and uh, it'll be fine, all right? So, okay, so good. So I thought, I know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this nightclub. Uh, there was a nightclub just there on the street and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself together and I'm going to go into this nightclub and I'm going to uh I'm going to get up and I'm going to get down you know to the funky music I'm going to get I'm going to um just uh dance and have fun because I'm a good dancer um okay I can move my hips and groove to the music and surely it's what will happen is some girl will will notice how good I am and uh uh she'll get up uh, from her seat and she'll wander over and we'll dance together and then I'll forget about the other girl everything's going to be fine so I got into the club and uh you know that's got through the door and everything and paid my money and uh uh managed to get down into the dance floor and uh well to be honest it was it was terrible just the music was awful it's just boom 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 <laughs> I thought I can't dance to this <laughs> this is terrible what um Everyone obviously looks like they're having fun, uh, but there no no particularly attractive girls and no no uh, no charming people around. There's no it's too loud to make conversation, and I just got so hacked off by it. Um, it just it just really hacked me off. The the loud music just really hacked me off, and I thought, oh my god, I must be getting old. And in the end, I just I I, I left the uh, I left the nightclub and went back out onto the street, and I thought, what am I going to do? Uh, what am I going to do? I'm trying to, not only am I trying to get over a heartbreak, I'm also attempting to uh, come up with a, a story, uh, which um, I've got no idea where it's going to go. And the frankly, the, the next phrasal verb is a really difficult one. So I, anyway, I was walking down the street and um, the next thing that I saw after the nightclub, that was a failure. You know, the, there's no, there were no women in there that, that, that I could talk to. So the next thing I thought I would, uh, drop into another place that I saw, and it was like a, a counselling service. Um, a counselling service, that's right. So I went into the counselling service. Uh, it was in the middle of the night. I know there was a nightclub uh, uh, that was open, 
So this it was in the middle of the night. But this is a special counselling service that was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I went in and I said, um, look, I've got a problem in my life and I'm just trying to get over it. Um, and I, I'm going to need some help. And the lady behind the, the desk was like, oh, what can we do for you? And I said, I just need some help getting over a, a bad relationship. Um, this is a counselling service, isn't it? And she was like, yeah, this is a counselling service. We're all expecting you to use the next phrasal verb when no one knows how you're going to do it. And it's like, no, I, I don't really know how I'm going to do it either. Anyway, um, it's a counselling service, isn't it? Yes, it's a counselling. Ha- I've already said it's a counselling service. Right, OK, so I was just wondering if I could maybe have some counselling. I'm just feeling a bit, you know, sensitive at the moment uh, after this bad relationship, you see. She's like, all right, okay. well, what you're going to need to do is go into this little office room here and we'll send in a therapist, a a counsellor, and they'll come in and they'll talk to you. Um, And I was like, okay, great. All right, then. Um, uh, How much is this? And she said, don't worry, the counsellor will will deal with everything. The counsellor is going to deal with all of your requests and your your thoughts. And 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 I said, okay. What if I've got two things? And and she said, no, that's that's fine, Mister Thompson. And I said, well, how do you know my name? She's like, never mind, never mind, Mister Thompson. So I walked into the little office and I sat down. And then after a few minutes, a a, um, a counselor came in from the counselling service, and uh, the counselor was a was a a person. Uh, that's normal. Counselors are normally people. And the counsellor said, uh, right then, how can I help you? And I said, uh, well, I, I, I've, I need counselling. That's why I'm here. And this is a counselling service. Come on. It's not rocket science. And she said, all right, there's no need to be sarcastic. Anyway, um, right, what we're going to need to do is uh, sort out uh, a contract before we do anything else. I said, really? Don't, don't you want to just maybe uh, use a more sensitive approach? You have to just go straight to the contract. Don't you think it would be more caring if you started by asking me about my problem? That might be a bit more humane. She said, well, you know, we, we do things a particular way here, Mr. Thompson. I think the first thing we've got to do is come up with a, uh, a counselling contract uh, before we go any further. Just for legal reasons, you'll, un- you'll understand. And I said, OK, all right, then I'm willing to... I'm willing to sign the contract if it means that I'm going to be able to use the next phrasal verb, okay? Because that, that's all I care about at this moment. And uh, the counsellor said, what do you mean, phrasal verb? What are you talking about? I said, come on, it's all right, don't worry. You don't have to pretend. We know it's just, it. you're in a phrasal verb story. What do you mean, a phrasal verb story? I'm a counsellor. I've been working for the for the counselling service for, for 10 years. Uh, what do you mean, a phrasal verb story? And I said... Um, just never mind. It's fine. So, all right. Well, you do need counselling, don't you? You're delusional. Anyway, um, right. We're going to need to agree the contract with you. Um, we're going to have to agree all the terms of the contract uh, from from scratch, from nothing. And I said, really, we're going to have to like come up with a whole new contract from nothing. Isn't that going to be a difficult process? And the counsellor said, well, yes, yes, Mr. Thompson, it may be necessary to uh, spend a a great deal of time on this contract. In fact, I imagine we'll be up all night hammering out the details. Yes! Okay, so I I thought, okay, fine, I'll I'll hammer out the details of this contract with you. I know it's going to be a long process. Uh, Do you have coffee? And and the counsellor said, yes, we got got coffee. Um, We've got got plenty of coffee because we're constantly hammering out uh, the details of of a contract in this place. And I said, you know what? I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested anymore. 
I'm like, I've got what I wanted. I managed to use the phrasal verb. That's the only reason I came into the building. And the councillor said, well, that's frankly, that's a bit of a waste of our time, isn't it, Mr. Thompson? It is a little bit inconsiderate. And I said to him, well, uh, oh, okay, all right, then I'll do the contract. All right. So we stayed up all night hammering out this long uh, agreement for counselling. And and at the end, uh, after you know, early in the morning, we'd drunk nineteen cups of coffee each. We'd been to the toilet hundreds of times, and uh, and at the end, we were both there sweating over this contract. And the councillor said, "Right then, Mister Thompson, all you need to do is sign here, and the contract will be finished." And I said, "Oh my God, it's you know what? It's been a, it's been kind of an emotional experience. This writing uh, writing this this contract with you, it's it's really been quite moving and." Uh, I think that we're going to achieve a lot with this. I, I, already, I'm feeling a lot better about myself, and I'm not thinking about you know the problems I've had. I'm already feeling like my self-esteem has has really grown a lot, and I, I think that you know I'm going to be able to move on from this experience, and eventually, I'm going to be a big success. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it as a person in this world. Never mind the heartbreak and the problems. I'm going to be a star, and I'm going to be hailed as one of the greatest. Um, uh, one of the greatest just people uh, to I'm gonna I oh, I know I don't really know what I'm gonna be hailed as, and the councillor said, well, you can be hailed as anything you want to, Mister Thompson. You want to be hailed as um, well, you could be hailed as uh, well, I don't know either, really. I mean, just pick something, just pick a thing. I was like, okay, uh, you mean I can just pick anything? If I I can just if mm, do, do you need help, Mister Thompson, finishing your sentence? Um, yeah. Uh, hold on. It's been a long night. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I want to be hailed as a success. I want everyone to, you know, uh, I want to be celebrated. I want to be in magazines and on the TV and on radio and stuff and held up as an example, um, celebrated as a, as a success in something. I just, I just don't know what I'd like to be successful at. And the councillor said, well, that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Yeah. That problem. Yeah. And I said, well, Aren't you going to help me with that? I mean, that's your job. No, oh, well, no. Um, I've done my job. Um, I, uh, we did the contracts. And that's it. Uh, and I said, okay, or right, fine. You know what? You know what? You know what I'm going to. Th- you know what I think about your stupid contract that we spent hours hammering out. This is what I think of your contract. And I tore up the contract in his face and I threw it on the floor and I said, "There you go. There's your contract." Uh, I don't know why I got suddenly angry. And anyway, I um, I, uh, I stormed out of the building, and just before I was leaving, the the, the councillor said, "Man, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Thompson, don't go, don't go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about the the confusion. Um, listen, listen, we need we need good people like you. We need people like you for to, for the counselling service. Is there any way that you could maybe just do a little bit of work for us? And I think this is this is going to be your opportunity to to make yourself as a big success. You could be hailed as one of the greatest uh, civil servants. Uh, 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 and I said, um, "Are you all right?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Never mind." Anyway, could you do us a favour? Could you perhaps take these flyers and and just hand them out in the street? Because we, we we need to publicise the the the. Uh, the the service you see just take these flyers and hand them out in the street and that'll be you'll be doing a great service for the um uh counseling uh sector and 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 that if you could be a great flyer hander outer then maybe that's what you'll be hailed as 
And I thought, yes, this is that's true. And this is an opportunity for me to be a success. Maybe if I hand out these flyers, hand out this information about the uh, counselling service, then that could be what I'm good at. Maybe this is a skill that I've had for for the, the maybe this is a skill that I've had without realising it. Maybe it's something that's been handed down from generation to generation, that all the people in my family have been experts at handing out uh, flyers in the street. And I thought to myself, well, actually thinking about it, I don't remember my parents or any anyone in my family talking about uh, anyone being particularly good at handing out leaflets. But anyway, maybe I'll be the one who discovers it. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take the job. I'll hand out the leaflets. I've got nothing better to do. Um, and uh, and I said, right, so I'm off then. And the uh, the counsellor said, wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, you, you forgot the leaflets. And um, and I said, oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> I might need the leaflets. Uh, uh, nothing's going to happen to me if I, uh, if, I don't, if I don't have the leaflets. Anyway, right. Uh, OK, I'm going to go then. Uh, right, I'm off. And so I went off into the street with my flyers and I started handing them out. And I said, here you go, everyone. Look, it's a free service, a free counselling service. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling depressed or if you feel that like you've got problems, come to the counselling service and uh, we'll help you. OK, uh, it's a free service. It's provided by the government and it's there to just help citizens. And one bloke was like, are you having me on? You're having me on? What, a free service by this government, by a Conservative government? Uh, I thought that they were all about cutting back on public spending. You must be having a laugh. And I said, oh, uh, all right, don't get political. No, it's true. It's it, Honestly, I know it's weird, isn't it? It seems to be the only public service that they haven't uh, uh, cut back on. It's incredible. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and the man said, all right, all right, don't bring politics into this. Um, and I said, yeah, probably a good idea. Anyway, there you go. I'm not having you on. It's a genuine service. Take one of these flyers and uh, just think about it. If you've got a problem, you can come to the uh, counselling service and they'll look after you. OK, you might have to spend a whole night drinking coffee and hammering out a contract with an annoying man with a funny accent. But ultimately, it, it's it's a good way of helping you to move on in life. OK, right. And then... Uh, in the distance, I saw the town centre, you know, the centre of town where all the shops are. And I, I said, I'm going to go down to the town centre and hand out these flyers and everything's going to be fine. So I headed for the town centre in a confident way, strolling forwards down the street um, and uh, walking towards the town centre. And I was handing out flyers. And I just, I, you know, I started to uh, develop my own particular way of handing the flyers out, you know, in a subtle way, you know. At the beginning, I used a, a, a more obvious uh, marketing approach, like here's the uh, here's the counselling service, and if you've got a problem, go to the counselling service, and all of your problems will disappear. It's amazing. Uh, that seemed to be a bit too bold, and it didn't really convince people. I started to realise the best way to market the counselling service was to just hint at the benefits of it just sort of subtly hint at some of the advantages of uh, joining the counselling service. So I was walking down the street going, a uh, bit of a little bit of a counselling service it might help, might help some of your problems, might just help you to become one of the most successful humans in the, in the universe, hailed as uh, one of the greatest uh, citizens of the world. Just a, just a suggestion. You might want to look at that flyer. So I was there hinting at the benefits, uh, which seemed to be at a, a good, uh, a good uh, approach and a lot of people I saw a lot of people immediately walking up the hill to go to the counselling service uh, what a what a great success this was um, 
And I thought, this is good. This is good. This is the kind of job that I could hold down. Um, you know, it's always been difficult for me to keep a job because I always get fired. You know, they're always telling me, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Why? Uh, because, you know, you really can't openly urinate in the middle of the office. It's just not on. I was like, oh, OK. So normally it's been difficult for me to hold down jobs. But uh, this one I could see that I'm, I thought to myself, I'm going to hold down this job for years and I'm going to be a successful flyer deliverer. Um, uh, that's you know how ambitious I was at the time and I thought um, this is also I'm sure that uh, you know the ladies are going to find this attractive they like a man with a a responsible position in in life and I thought it's not going to be difficult for me to arrange dates with girls to be able to hook up with uh, you know new new girls that I can meet and everything's going to be fine Uh, and I thought I'm glad that I chose to do this and I think the the counselling service made the right decision in investing in me as a member of staff I think this is all very good. Sure, I'm not being paid for it. There's no uh, actual payment or remuneration or anything, but uh, ah, never mind. Never mind that. It's just a small problem, just a little kink there in the in the plan. Um, no problem. In fact, I'm going to go to the pub and I'm going to have a drink and, and, you know, and just iron out, uh, iron out the problems. Uh, I know that alcohol isn't a solution to problems. You shouldn't rely on booze as a way of ironing out little problems that you might have in your life, like like the fact that you are spending all of your time handing out flyers for a non-existent made-up counselling service uh, uh, and not getting paid for it. Uh, sure, just a few problems. I'll be able to iron those out just if I sit down and think about it. I sat down in the pub, had my beer, and I thought... Oh, I don't think I can be bothered to go out, go back out there and do any more of that. Despite all the ambition and the the and, and the excitement, I think I'm just going to jack it in. Can't be bothered. It's it, you know, uh, it's a tough job handing out flyers. It's a tough job. It's a it's an unforgiving uh, profession. Ah, uh, just sometimes I feel like just jacking it all in and just. Uh, I don't know, becoming a rock and roll star. I can't play the guitar, but, you know, you've got to have a dream. Um, And then I thought, oh, no, that's just the beer talking. So sometimes I get like that if I'm tired and I have a beer and I just think, oh, I'm just going to jack it all in and become a rock and roll star. Let's be realistic. And I thought, but what I, okay, I'm not going to jack in the, 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 the flyer job, but what I could do is just jazz it up a bit. Maybe if I added some musical elements into the uh, delivery of, of flyers advertising the counselling service, um, that I could just jazz it up a bit by, you know, maybe writing a few songs and singing about the counselling service. Like, counselling service. No, no, no. Maybe um, if I could just, let's see. Counselling, counselling. No, that's... Has anyone ever written a good song about a counselling service? I don't think so. Uh, but you know, it's always worth it's always worth thinking about it. Counselling, counselling service. You got a problem? No need to worry. It's the counselling service. Mm. Yeah, well, ideas, you know, you know, and I started to jot down these ideas on paper. And I thought these these are these are not such a bad series of ideas. I'll I'll just jot some of these down. The counselling service song, maybe I can do, you know, counselling service. Um, good way of you know jazzing up the marketing campaign for the counselling service. Do a little song about the counselling service. 
If you got a problem Then um, That's as far as I got though, you know Because I, admittedly I was sitting in a pub And, uh, you know, the other patrons of the pub Tend to get a little bit irritated When you just start singing Especially when you can't really You can't really improvise music Um certainly sing it anyway um so anyway i thought um uh well i've jotted down a few ideas i know what i'll do i'll rip those ideas up on little separate pieces of paper and then jumble them all up i'll jumble up all my ideas for the marketing for this wonderful counseling service that i've devoted my life to and then i'll pick out some of the ideas and then i'll try them out okay um so the 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 i'd written down loads of things i jumbled them all up on little separate pieces of paper, and I picked one out randomly, and I thought, okay, I'm going to try and do this one. Um, I'm going to try and do uh, this marketing uh, plan. Sure, it's not a particularly, it's not a particularly logical uh, marketing plan for the counselling service, but uh, let's see. It's going to be, it's going to be an attention grabbing one. And so, what I'd written on the piece of paper was, go outside into the street and pretend to pass out. Pretend that you have just passed out and collapse onto the ground. Everyone will suddenly be interested. They'll come over. They'll check that you're all right. And then you'll immediately jump up and go and say, why don't you come to the counselling service and then start handing out flyers? That's probably the, the a, a great plan. So I thought, I'll do that. And I went out into the street and uh, I was walking along, making sure that a lot of people could see me. And then suddenly I just keeled over just keeled over oh, and I let out a cry oh oh god help and then I uh, I fell on the floor and I thought any minute now they're all going to come over and uh, and are going to check out you know check up on me and that's when I start giving them flyers and then uh, you know I will have got their attention and they'll all go to the counseling service and all their problems will be solved and and the counseling service will will give me a big bonus um, and uh, so um, I, I did that. Uh, I went out into the street. I keeled over, fell on the floor. Nothing happened. Just people kept walking. Um, people just uh, just kept walking by me, um, and uh, no one no one was paying any attention. And this this one guy, this big sort of uh, football hooligan type bloke, was walking past, and I thought I've got to get his attention. So I I, I moved my leg. I tripped him up. You know, like moved my leg, and he kicked his I kicked his foot and he tripped and nearly fell over and he was like what are you doing what are you doing you mugging me off what are you doing on the floor kicking my leg you want to have a fight and I was like oh god this is not what I expected I thought that I'd just grab his attention in a friendly way but it looks like it's going to kick off oh dear I don't I don't want to fight and I said to him no it's all right mate leave it out leave it out it was just a joke it was just it was just a joke I didn't mean to I didn't mean to uh, to make you angry. And he was like, oh, well, all right, mate. Uh, just never mind. Here you go. There's there's 5p. And he thought I was homeless. He gave me 5p because I was on the floor. I thought, oh, that's enough of this. And I stood up and brushed off brushed off my clothing. My plan hadn't worked. And I thought, oh, dear. And I, you know, I've, I thought, oh, I've let myself down. I've let down the counselling service. I've let down the citizens of this town that I'm in. I've let everyone down by... Uh, you know, attempting to, to, to use a different marketing strategy uh, and it didn't work. And now everyone just everyone just is looking down on me like I'm some sort of homeless person. I don't want people to look down on me. I want them to look up to me. I want them, remember, I want to be hailed as the greatest uh, flyer uh, giver, uh, flyer person. I want to be held as the greatest flyer person uh, in 
in this town at least in this small town and at the moment everyone's just looking down on me like I'm some sort of dirty homeless person oh now I know what it's like to be homeless it must be must be awful for those poor people um you know everyone's just sort of making fun of you all the time uh you know when you tell them your life story like oh you know I'm, I'm I never didn't used to be homeless you know I used to have a decent job I used to have a lovely girlfriend and I used to work for the counseling service and and they all think that you're just making it up and I was, you know, you have to say, I'm not making up, it's true. Anyway, I just got a glimpse, I just got a, a sudden glimpse of what it was like to be homeless there for a second, just from being on the floor for a moment. Uh, this is a very bizarre, uh, extremely bizarre situation this this day, wasn't it? These couple of days. Really weird, it felt like my whole life was just um, spiralling out of control, and I thought, Oh dear, what are my what what are my parents gonna think? You know, this is not what I intended to happen out of my life. I didn't mean to be, you know, lying on the floor attempting to give out flyers to football hooligans to encourage them to visit some sort of government led counselling service. What's going on? Um and, and I thought to myself, well, look, uh, never mind. Uh, eventually when I when I do hit it big, when I do hit the big time, I'll make it up to my parents. I'll I'll uh I'll I'll, I'll make sure that uh, I make it up to them. Um, and, uh, so, so I thought, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to need to work out my plan of attack here. I need to map out some sort of, um, approach to, to, uh, you know, giving out these flyers very well, because if I'm going to be a success, I need to learn how to, how to give out flyers properly. And I, so what I did is, uh, I, I sat on a, on a park bench and I just walked to the end of the road and there's like a few little benches and I sat down on the bench in order to map out my plan. And, um, what I did was, um, I, I, I decided, I know I'm going to look at all the people in town and I'm going to decide all the different types of people that there are. And then what I'm going to do is write a different sales pitch for each person. So I'm going to match up my sales pitch with, uh, with, with the customers that I'm talking to. And that way it's going to be, um, a kind of tailored, uh, sales plan for the uh, the the, the counselling service, and um, you know this is going to work. I'm not going to mess this one up. This is going to be great uh, because it means that no one is going to miss out on the uh, the brilliant service that the counselling uh, department offers. Uh, and I thought uh, that's going to be fine. So I categorised all of my uh, flyers, and I I categorised all the people that I'm going to give them to, and I worked out a different sales strategy for each person. And I thought this is great. And I walked out into town again, ready to tackle the um, the 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 uh, citizens of this made up town. And I thought, all right, let's go. So I walked up to one guy. Uh, no, I walked up to a girl and uh, this old lady. And, uh, and I, and I thought, right, okay, old lady, she's category B, isn't she? So I pulled out my script for category B and I was like, all right, old lady in the house, what's up? Um, I've got to tell you some things about the counseling service. You're going to, it's so wicked. You're going to like it. Um, and I started attempting to do this sort of young person's dialect. I started to try and speak like a young, cool person. And obviously, I was rubbish at it. But and also, the the big problem was that I'd mixed up my categories. I mixed all the categories up, and I was using the young person's sales pitch for an old person. I should have been using the more old person friendly sales pitch. I've mi- mixed them all up, and I was using the young person's pitch for the old lady. Oh, and it was a disaster, a total disaster. And uh, um, 
uh, it, uh, it didn't work. It, it didn't work at all, um, that sales pitch. And she just looked at me and she said, um, can I help you? And you seem to have problems with your English. Are you, are you, are you, um, are you foreign? Are you, fr- are you a foreigner? And I said, no, 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 I'm not. No, that I was just trying to sell you the counselling service in a, in a tailored manner, but I mixed up my, my sales approaches and sorry, I should be talking to you like a old person. I mean, uh, um, you know, maybe I should speak in a slightly more old-fashioned dialect or something like that. I don't know. Oh, this is this is this is difficult. And she said, "Don't worry, dear. Everything's going to be okay. Just um, just make yourself a cup of tea, and uh, and and everything will be all right. In fact, would you like to come round to my place? Because um, you know, I live just round the corner. I've got tea and biscuits, and it's bound to make you feel better. Nothing cheers you up like a nice cup of tea. And I said, "Oh, that's really nice." Wow, thanks so much. You're really kind, aren't you, you sweet old lady? What's your name? And she said, my name is, um, um, it's a secret, okay? It's a secret. I'm mysterious. I'm not going to tell you my name. It's like, really? It's weird that people don't normally keep that kind of thing secret. And she said, well, I just, I couldn't think of anything at the at the moment. Um, uh, um, yes, no, I still can't think of a good name. That's weird, old lady, because normally you don't have to think of a new name when you, uh, when when you introduce you, you just give your name, okay? Yes, yes, that's normally the way it works, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, how about that cup of tea? And I said, well, fine, okay, let's go and have the tea. Never mind your name, a bit weird. Um, and so we went round to the to the uh, to the old lady's house, and it was very nice, very nice sort of typical old lady's house. Lots of doilies everywhere, and you know, little nice cushions and comfortable and a nice tea set and everything. She handed me the teacup with the tea in it. Of course, being the clumsy idiot that I am, I immediately spilled the tea all over the floor. And I said, oh God, I'm so sorry, old lady whose name is a secret. Uh, I've spilt tea all over the floor. And and I said, look, look, let me mop it up. Do you have any tissue or maybe uh, a, a cloth? And I'll mop it up. And she said, oh, never mind. Never mind. Just leave it. It's fine. I don't mind. I'll be dead soon anyway. I don't, I'm not bothered. And I said, okay, a bit strange. And she said, now, now, anyway, let's get down to business. When are you going to move in? And I was like, what? She said, when are you going to move in? I thought that's what this was all about. You're going to move in here, aren't you? I'm. I don't have many years left, and I was hoping to, well, at least have a little bit of fun before I go. When are you going to move in? And I said, uh, "This is an unexpected twist. Uh, I didn't didn't expect this. You you lured me here with the promise of tea and biscuits, and you just want to convince me to move in with you." Um, um, and and I said, "Well." I know, I'm looking for a place to stay since I've been thrown out by my girlfriend, my evil ex-girlfriend. Um, well, I suppose I could move in. It's a nice place, seems comfortable. She said, fantastic. Okay, well, um, you know, any time you want to move out, uh, just make sure that uh, you give me six months' notice and uh, there'll be no problem. I said, um, okay, all right then, um, fine. I suppose if it helps the story then uh, I'm up for it. So I moved in with this old lady um, and I managed to install a lock on the door so that at night, you know, I could feel safe because she was desperate, uh, this old lady. She hadn't had any, she hadn't had a man for what seemed like decades and decades. She was constantly trying to pick me up uh, and chat me up every evening. She cooked me dinner and she's like, now, there you go. 
there's your dinner. You're a nice, strong young man, aren't you? Hmm. And, uh, and I said, thanks. I think I'm going to eat it in my room. And I'd go upstairs to my room and lock the door. But you see, I felt a bit guilty because she was so sweet and so lovely. And, um, and, and so one day I decided I'd, I'd actually have dinner with her and talk to her. And uh, she said, now, now I've been thinking uh, I'd like to leave everything, my inheritance to you. I said, what? We hardly even know each other. I've only lived here for about 10 minutes. Less than that. She said, uh, yeah, well, um, I'd like to leave everything to you. I, I don't have anyone else in my family, unfortunately. I don't have children or a husband or sisters or anyone. I don't even have a dog. And, I, and I, so I'd like to leave everything I have to you. And I was like, wow, that's really genuinely sweet and touching. Uh, that's really, really nice. And she said, well, you know, and don't get too excited. I don't have anything. In fact, all I have is debt. And I, was, I said, excuse me? She said, yes, I don't have any money. In fact, I have a lot of debt. Um, you know, you see, what happened is I borrowed uh, £10,000 uh, 50 years ago, and I didn't pay it back, and the, the interest has just been mounting up, and and it's the, the debt has just been rising and getting bigger and bigger, and, uh, you know, now I'm old, I just sort thought to myself, oh, well, what the hell, I'm never going to pay it back, all I need to do, though, is there's an obligation, you see, with the bank, I need to find some young, uh, successful young man to, to, in, uh, to leave all of my inheritance to, and that means my debt as well, so if you don't mind, um, you're, you're going to be responsible for all the debt that I've accrued, all the debt that's amounted, that's mounted up over the years uh, and you've got no choice because when you signed the, uh, the the rental agreement to live here you didn't realize you didn't read the document carefully enough but there was a clause there that said that you would be responsible in the event of my death for every single uh, debt that I that I have and I said what what really that's a bit nasty I don't think that counts because I don't think that's legal you can't just trick me into signing a, a contract like that. I thought I was signing a rental agreement. And she said, no, it, never mind, Luke. It's not really important. I think the main thing is that we just move along at this point. We just need to move on with the story. Okay? Let's not get bogged down in the details, the legal details. Certainly, okay, you're going to be uh, landed with a huge debt, which you'll never be able to pay off. Um, but, you know, it could be worse. Come on now, let's have sex. And I said, no, no, really, I, don't, I really don't think that it's appropriate. Uh, I, I'm out of here. I can, I'm going to move out. I, I, I might be back, but I, I can't stick around anymore. This is just getting really much too weird. It's far too weird. I didn't expect this to happen. I don't know what's going on. And she said, oh, come on. You've got, you're nice and strong. Come on. You must have loads of spunk. You must, you must have extra spunk you need to get rid of. And I said, look, <laughs> please uh, stop talking like that. You're really freaking me out. This is weird. You're like my old granny or something. This is too strange. I'm, go I'm going. I don't even know your name. So I left and I thought, oh, God, this is weird. I've got to move on from this. Um, I've got to move on from this. This is not what I wanted from, from my career. I wanted to move up in the world. You know, I wanted to be a big success. I don't want to just sit in some old lady's house and trying to avoid being seduced by her while she's also giving me all of her debts. I mean, what a weird... No, I don't want that. So I, I thought, all right, what am I going to do? I know I'll sit down on the park bench again. I'll sit down and I'll just mull over my situation a little bit more. I'll just mull it all over a little bit. And I, and, uh, I thought, um, I know oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go back to the, the counselling service 
And see that counsellor, you know, the counsellor, the, the, the one that uh, spoke to me uh, before and he didn't give me any advice. He just made me sign a contract. Bizarre. Lots of contracts in this story. What's with all the contracts? Anyway, um, I, uh, I thought, I know, I'm going to go back to the counselling service. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to give them. I'm not going to work for them giving out flyers. That's boring. That's a mug's job. I'm going to go back into the counselling service. I'm going to be a counsellor. I'm going to muscle my way in there. I'm going to muscle in to the counselling service and find myself a cushy, comfortable job as a counsellor. Okay. And so I was walking up the hill. And I'm going to. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to muscle in. No one's going to stop me. And I'm going to get a counselling job because that's obviously the the easy game round here. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. All right. So you know, I can listen to people's problems. I've had enough problems of my own dealing with weird randy old ladies and 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 debt and and uh, football hooligans and things no problem um uh so i walked up the hill and the, but the whole time you see the whole time there was this thing just nagging at me in the back of my head just thinking this not it's, this isn't going to work luke this isn't going to work either all of your plans in this episode all of them have been an absolute failure every single thing you've attempted to do uh, in this episode has just has not worked out except of course the the, the this exciting and uh, uh entertaining if ridiculous story that obviously has been a huge success just like you know the the whole uh luke's english podcast project but anyway I, as i was approaching the counseling center uh, I had this thing, this thought nagging away at me and it was going, nah, just, you, you're all talk, you know, you're going to muscle in there and everything, but it's not going to work. And I thought, never mind that, never mind those negative thoughts. I'm not going to let myself be dominated by negative thoughts anymore. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go into the counselling centre in a, with a positive attitude and uh, I'm going to demand that they give me a job. And that's how you get things done around here. You've got to be tough. You've got to be, uh, you've got to take initiative and uh, you got to, you know, don't listen to the negative thoughts that nag at you in the back of your head. No, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be confident. So I walked into the counselling service and I said, now, listen here, everyone here. Listen here, sarcastic woman behind the counter. Yes. The man with the funny accent. I think he's from the north of England somewhere. Yes. What can I do for you, Mr. Thompson? I see you're back again. Did you hand out all those flyers? Uh, and I said, yeah, I'd handed out the flyers. Yeah, and I got into all sorts of adventures and things. It was interesting. But anyway, listen, I I want a job in this counselling centre. I don't want to hand out flyers anymore. That's that's a waste of time. It's a mug's game. I want your job, sir. I want to I want to spend all night writing a contract and then give people counselling because that I think is what I'm good at. And and the guy was like, "Well, congratulations, Mr. Thompson. You have passed the test." I was like, "What test? What test is that?" He said, "The." the the counselling centre test. That'd be stupid. This whole thing has been an exercise in counselling. And you've come you've come through with flying colours, Mr. Thompson. You're brilliant. Look at you. Look at look at the positive energy that you've brought in here today. It's impressive. You're you're a brilliant uh, subject. You came in all depressed and, and stuff and you came back all positive and full of uh, vigour. What happened? I said, Well, I don't know. I don't Oh, I didn't realise this was whole. This the whole thing was your plan. Wow, the counselling centre is brilliant. It really is. This is amazing. Um, oh, th- this is amazing. This counselling centre, and they said to me, "Well, Luke, because you're such uh, a, a, a great example of the." possible success of this counselling centre. We're going to use you as an example. You're going to be a role model for all the people in this town who will be able to learn how to overcome their problems. In fact, you know what? 
you know what? We're gonna we're gonna name this counselling centre. We've 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 decided to name the counselling centre after you. We've been searching for a name for it for 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 ages because, quite frankly, the counselling centre is well, it's it's a bit bland. It's a bit boring as a title. We were looking for something with a bit more uh, personality to it. So we've decided to name the counselling centre after you, Mr. Thompson. And uh, in fact, uh, we'd li- like to just uh, bring in our special guest, who's going to open the counselling centre with our, with its new name. And uh, please welcome the Queen. And I thought, what? The Queen? And sure enough, the Queen walked in. There was a fanfare. And she walked in and she uh, uh, she pulled a little string and a curtain opened. And there it was, the new name of the counselling centre. And it said Lux Counselling Centre. I went, Luck? Luck? Luck's... Ca- My name's Luke. It's not Luck. It's not... I know it sounds a bit like Luck, but it's not Luck, okay? God, I get that all the time. Uh, anyway, I'm really proud. I'm glad that the, we've opened a new counselling centre with inspired by my name. Not exactly named after me because my name's not Luck, but Lux Counselling Centre. Uh, pretty nice, pretty nice. Um, that's pretty good. I, this, and I said to the, the counsellor, uh, I mean, the Queen by this time had already got back in her golden carriage and she cruised off down to the pub, you know, because she'd got better things to do. Um, anyway, um, so the, uh, I, I said, how did, you, how did you manage to work out this plan? How did you manage to work it? How did you choose me? How did you narrow it down? There's so many people in this town that you could have chosen uh, for this project, and you you ended up choosing me. How did you narrow it down to just me? And uh, I looked over at everyone in the room, and they'd all they'd all nodded off. They're all sleeping. <laughs> everyone in the room was sleeping, and I was like, what? "Oh, come on! I'm not that boring, am I? I know that I know that sometimes you know my voice is." Uh, I know sometimes my voice can be a little bit uh, uh, sleep-inducing, but <laughs> this is ridiculous. And they'd all nodded off and they're all sleeping. And I, th- and, I, and I said, look, I object to this, okay? I object to being brought in here. Uh, 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 I object to you naming the uh, the counselling centre after me with the wrong name and then just falling asleep when I try and make a speech. This is ridiculous. Has it ever occurred to you... Uh, uh, has it ever occurred to you that uh, this is very unprofessional? And uh, at that point, everyone woke up and they said to me, uh, Luke, has it ever occurred to you, this is all just a joke and uh, we'd be glad to help you at the counselling centre. Uh, in fact, you are our 1,000th customer and this has all been a practical joke. Look, there are video cameras all over here. It's all been a big prank and... Uh, and uh, you're going to be on YouTube. I'm sure you're going to be a huge success and you'll be hailed as a comedy legend for, forever with this hilarious prank video that you've been featured in. And I said, oh, 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 it's all been a joke. Oh, that's such a happy ending. I'm so glad. Oh, good. And I've got to uh, the hundredth uh, phrasal verb and I'm so pleased. I'm just delighted, in fact, that I managed to do it. And now I can finish the ridiculous story. I made it to a hundred phrasal verbs there um and and that's it and and i and and i walked out of the counseling center and i walked over the hill and i walked off into the sunset uh and and it was brilliant and i I walked into the sunset and i I burned alive because you can't really walk into a sunset because it's very hot you know if you if you walk directly into the sunset you're probably going to die from radiation and then heat um I didn't obviously I didn't literally walk into the sunset I just walked in the direction of the sunset um you know like you do at the end of a story and everything was fine and everyone lived happily ever after okay there you go
that was the end of the Phrasal Verb Chronicles number... Uh, Phrasal Verb Chronicles number uh, two. And uh, I'm just multitasking here slightly, here with the computer. Okay. Uh, And uh, what I'm going to do now is just go through that list of phrasal verbs. And you can just identify uh, whether um, whether you notice them all or not. And so let's go through that list right now. So from 51 to 100, we have to get over. And did you notice all these phrases? To get over, to get through, to get together, to get up, to, to hack off or to be hacked off uh, with something, to hammer something out, to hail as or to be hailed as, to hand out, to hand down, to hang on, to happen to, to have someone on, to head for something, to hint at something, to hold something down, to, to hook up with someone, to invest in something, to iron something out, to jack something in, to jazz something up, to jot something down, to jumble something up, to keel over, to kick off, to kick something off, to uh, leave something out, to let someone down, to look down on someone, to look up to someone, to make fun of someone, to make something up, to make it up to someone to map something out, to match up, uh, to mess something up, to miss out on something, to mix up, to mo- to mop up, to move in or to move out, to, m- to mount up, um, to move along, to move on, to move up, to mull over, to muscle in, to nag at and to name after, to narrow down, to nod off, to object to and to occur to. And that was the end of that. Okay, so uh, we are at one uh, uh, one hour and about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, let me know what you think. Um, and uh, don't forget, please do go to iTunes and leave a little review of either Luke's English podcast or a phrasal verb a day. Something positive uh, just to in order to engage more people with this podcast. Um, and uh, the other thing is check out a phrasal verb a day. If you haven't already done that, just uh, you know how to do it. Teacherluke.co.uk, find a phrasal verb a day, and Bob's your uncle. Um, that's it then. I might, I've might. i got the guitar here. I might play something. I don't know. If if I can think of something to play, I will. And you might hear something after the uh, the jingle. Uh, but uh, equally, I might not. It's That's my choice. If, if I don't feel like it, if I feel like I can't think of a good song, then I won't do it. But anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. Speak to you again very, very soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project 
possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.